ever happened to you, Kate, when your husband oh, sends you a picture <laughs> and he is drinking a milkshake by a pool <laughs> and, I don't know, a celebrity is walking past and <laughs> you're at home and your washing machine just broke. Yes. And there's a mean man in your house yelling at you that you turned the dial the wrong way. Yes. And you can't wash your kids' diapers because you wanted to cloth diaper. So you don't have, you know, even for one week, you can't pull back on that and just put them in a paper, you know. <sighs> Live in the dream. Maybe that's just me, you know. And then you see that milkshake picture and you're like, I want a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara. And we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm well. Good, good, good. So we have a new question today from Teresa. I'm just going to jump right into it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Teresa is asking us, how do you deal with times when your husband is traveling or just working a lot? How do you cope with being the only adult if your husband works long hours or travels? Oh, that's a great question. Does your husband work a lot or travel a lot? He he does travel a little bit, and um, he does work some evenings and weekends on occasion, Um, a little bit more than like the nine to five type Mm -hmm. of schedule. Does your husband? He works a lot. He's gone um, 12 hours most days and some weekends. Oh, wow. Okay. I I feel Teresa's pain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So your husband just was gone for a little while, right? He was. He was gone for a few days last week at a conference. Um, And it's hard because... One of the things I struggle with with the kids is that they, they're they old enough now that they know that he's been working X amount of days and should be home. So they have a harder time when he's not and take it out on me a little bit where I'm feeling stressed too. <laughs> so it's kind of a how do you muddle through and make it manageable for everybody? Yeah, yeah. Um, my husband takes at least one pretty long trip a year, um, of at least a week. And it used to be really, really hard for me. Um, I remember when like I had a baby and a toddler, um, we, (laughs) we went through a time when every year when he went out of town, something broke. Like one year it was the dishwasher. One year it was our car broke down and we didn't have his car because, um, he had driven it to the airport our Isn't that was, always the way? Yeah. So our, our car was gone. So we didn't have a car. Um, and then another year, the weirdest thing happened, like a window just literally shattered um, our oh back window in our house. So we always had something go wrong, which then set me up for this feeling of what's going to go wrong this year. And so yes. when he was even thinking about going out of town, um, I would start weeks and weeks beforehand trying to figure out how I was going to manage it and how I was going to, um, stay busy because, um, that, that is one thing that I think is really helpful is, um, and and it's a little bit easier now that my kids are older, 
because I don't have to worry about nap times and that kind of thing, but just staying busy with the kids and having some things planned, not necessarily that we have to do, but that we could do. (laughs) So what sorts of things do you like to do? Um, we plan to go to the trampoline park and, um, I try to plan. Yeah. Because the other problem we run into is nighttime. Yeah. Do you guys have that? Like for for some reason, bedtime goes out the window when dad travels and they're so tired. Yes. And, and it's, I think it's because you're on the whole time that you're almost more lax when it comes to bedtime because you've been doing it all day. So then I feel like the closer we get to the light at the end of the tunnel, the harder it is. Um, and I have less reserves to, to power through. Well, and I sort of desperately want a break by that point. So I think, I think my kids sense that like, you know, I'm going to have this big party without them the minute that they close their eyes and it's not going to be a party. It's going to be like a goofy movie on Netflix and, um, like eating chocolate ice cream in bed, which I admit that part (laughs) is kind of awesome. Um, but, but I do, I, I make sure there's extra treats and stuff when, when he's traveling or if he has to like work, um, you know, a long night and isn't going to get home till really late or something. But mm-hmm. bedtime is really, I think one of the biggest challenges. Um, so like going to the trampoline park that wears them out, um, going and doing stuff outside with friends, yes. you know, weather dependent though, of course, but, um, so I try to plan like at least one get together with their friends where they can just run around and climb. Um, and then the other thing I do is I might save up a little bit of extra money to do something really special or to even buy some stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. and you know, things that, um, maybe we wouldn't, normally buy in a week, like, you know, both of them get a new Lego set or something. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just things to, um, (laughs) I'm buying myself. Yeah. A little bit of time here and there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, this is new and exciting. You know, go, go do Legos for a few minutes or whatever. So, um, I don't, what kind of, um, what what kind of activities do you plan? Cause your kids are a little younger than mine, right? Mine are nine and 12. So, Minor eight, six, and four. So we do a lot of outside. I my goal is to wear them out. Yeah. <laughs> so this this past week we had friends over. We had outdoor playdates. They made mud pies. I mean, they made a mess. They had a blast, and they were tired. Um, but I'll also go depending on the weather. We'll go to the library and stock up right before on lots of good books that they've never read before because yeah. that is guaranteed silence. Yes. <laughs> in yeah. my house. And the or we'll plan of- movie nights. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the novelty no, of okay. new books, or like I said, just the novelty of like a new Lego set or whatever. Yes. Um, but movie nights, yes, that's something that I do too. So, what do your movie nights look like? We love and we love nothing more than to just sit on the ground and eat dinner on a blanket. And we call it a dinner picnic because we think it sounds fancier than a TV dinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and less negligent. But um, <laughs> we rotate through. The last um, the last time my husband was working a lot, we actually brought out Anna Green Gables, which we've not been able to do as a read aloud yet because my kids don't have the, um, the attention quite yet to enjoy it the way I need them to yeah. as an Ann lover. So I broke down and we watched them the series and we had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've done that too, where I've put a bunch of episodes of a show 
um, you know, on hold at the library or I try to find a new Netflix series. Um, Mm -hmm. So we have something to calm us down at night and ease into the bedtime routine a little bit because um, otherwise it just feels like trying to shift gears way too quickly for some reason when, um, when he's not here because dinners do change a little bit, like what we do for dinner, because, um, I try to take it easy on myself. That was something Mm -hmm. that it took me way too long to figure out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) meals can be so stressful. Yeah. Just an added pressure. He used to work a lot, um, you know, past dinner time. And for some reason I still thought, well, at dinner, whether he's going to be here or not, you know, I need to make this like meal with lots of pots and pans and <laughs> fresh vegetables, <laughs> fresh vegetables and whole grains, you know, oh, I've done the and same thing. It, it just finally hit me that, um, and you know, what did it? I just thought of this cause we talked about this in our first episode, um, mitten strings, forgot that book book. and in there she talks about how one night she's she her husband is not going to be there and she realizes that um they can go to their favorite bakery and get um I think it's like muffins and you know stuff to make like a, a tea for dinner basically and so she just sets up stuff like that for them and I thought wait a minute I'm making this way too hard on myself um still trying to cook really good meals. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, letting down your food standards for like a week and swinging through a drive through or something, yes. uh, you know, it's, it's not really going to hurt anything. I thought it was a huge tragedy when my kids were like, <laughs> I used to think know, the same thing. We actually, tiny. we renovated our house last year. So our kitchen was kind of dispersed throughout the house with the refrigerator over here. And we were without a sink for a bit downstairs. And, um, my kids would eat cereal in front of the TV at dinner and they still reminisce about how fun that was. So every now and then, if my husband's working late, I'll say it's cereal for dinner. And it's like, you know, I had promised them ice cream Sundays or something. They're so excited. What we've started trying to do is we've started trying to make that time intentionally um, something special instead of it being um, something that we just have to survive, you know, because right. I definitely, I don't know about you, but I always felt like when my husband was gone, um, either out of town or just going through a stretch where he was working a lot, I just felt like I was in survival mode. I was going yes. from one panic situation to the next and I was just trying to get by and counting the days yeah yeah and definitely not enjoying those days with my kids Mm -hmm. and you know being very stressed being too short with them um and then sometimes when it got really bad I would start to feel kind of resentful toward my Mm -hmm. husband (laughs) Sometimes. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I don't, cause I know he's working, you know, but mm-hmm. when, <laughs> has this ever happened to you, Kate, when your husband oh, this has definitely happened. a picture <laughs> and he is drinking a milkshake by a pool <laughs> and I don't know, a celebrity is walking past 
And you're at home and your washing machine just broke. Yes. And there's a mean man in your house yelling at you that you turned the dial the wrong way. Yes. And you can't wash your kids' diapers because you wanted a cloth diaper. So you don't have, you know, even for one week, you can't pull back on that and just put them in a paper, you know. <sighs> Living the dream. Maybe that's just me, you know. And then you see that milkshake picture and you're like, I want a milkshake. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe be a little nice. <laughs> yes. When you get home, I really hope there's some chocolate in your suitcase. Bring dinner. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was just thinking of? Um, did you ever watch The Office? Yes. Okay. Do you remember like when um, Jim gets this really great dream job and he's working and he's meeting all these famous athletes and yes. Pam is at home and she's like... <laughs> Her whole family has lice and their office gets lice. And I mean, that's kind of what it feels like a it little is what bit. It feels like. It's like very relatable. You know, you're off and you're doing something so awesome and your dreams are coming true. And, and I'm, I'm at still home. in my pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but I mean, for me, just kind of being aware of that, like, I am jealous. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I am feeling a little bit envious right now um sometimes what I've started doing is again because like I've learned from years and years now um I didn't do this right away but I'll plan um you know after he gets back I'll book a massage or um a pedicure or something to look forward to as a grown-up yes you know because I try to plan things during the week for um us to do together that we can look forward mm-hmm. to things that we're all excited about. But then I just like to have in the back of my mind that when he gets home, I'm going to get some kind of little grown up treat, even if it's like going for coffee with a girlfriend or going and browsing around the bookstore for a little while or mm-hmm. something really extravagant, like, <laughs> you know, getting a massage or a pedicure or something. And, and I think that that's helps. great because then when I look at my kids and they're, you know, maybe upset about something and, you know, our plans didn't turn out or whatever. And I get the milkshake photo. (laughs) (laughs) I can just say, okay, you know what? He does deserve that. He works really hard. Mm -hmm. He works hard because, because of his, you know, job and his commitment to like our family and stuff. We're able to homeschool. I'm able to work Mm part-time. So there's a lot of good in that. Yeah. Even if the milkshake... Even if you want a milkshake. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's and it's just... good. And and I think it's also important to remember that it's hard to be on all the time for however many days that they're gone, even if they are working. So it's nice to have that moment to look forward to at the end of it, to kind of treat yourself that you did, even if you look at it differently and it's not survival the way it used to be, that you did in a way you did survive. You did, you rocked it yeah. in your own way. There was a Sparkle Stories episode where they had, I think it was a daddycation because the mom had a work trip. And so the dad planned fun things to do in their city and starting to look at it like that instead of like a week to get through is, you know, a week to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, That helps a lot. And so we 
you know, I'll, I'll buy gift cards and we'll go, um, out to lunch or we'll order Chinese food one night. And Mm -hmm. we do, we do what you guys do. It's funny. We call it like a carpet picnic and it all came from, um, we'll either get like Chinese food or Thai food. It's kind of messy. That rice, (laughs) man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we'll put out, um, like an old sheet and eat on that. And then it's so easy to clean up because that's the other thing is, you know, I went through those years where the dishwasher broke. I went through those years where the washing machine broke and I just realized anything you can do to make it easy on yourself. So mm-hmm. I totally buy paper plates for that mm-hmm. week or I think that's smart. if I know that we're coming up on a stretch of him having to work, um, you know, a lot of nights or whatever, I'll, you know, buy some paper plates normally, like I said, with the cloth diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the environment really, but <laughs> I, I need to be a sane person in order to yes. take care of the environment <laughs> um, <laughs> in the big picture. So, um, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll get like paper plates and um, easy things that you can just kind of pop in the oven, you know, yes. um, that the kids will like. Yeah. I always say that like Amy, Annie, what's the other one? And, um, oh, Amy and Annie. I know exactly. Yeah. And then that. Paul Newman, like they become... <laughs> my support team during that week because yes. it's like Paul Newman. Thank goodness for them. <laughs> Pizza and um, Annie's mac and cheese and Amy's frozen things and um, that helps a lot. Do you guys, what do you guys do for food when things get um, We do a lot busy? of, gosh, just the, if, if my husband's working, I'll do the go-to meals, like the chicken fingers. And I used to feel guilty about that, um, but I don't as much anymore. And there's a place around the corner from us, an old diner, and they have kids eat free after four several nights of the week. So we'll go there and that's special for them. Or we'll even, there's a lake near our house. And if it's not summer, we'll go and have a picnic by the lake because no one's there and it's really pretty. Um, so they're all really simple things. I try to keep it fun, but simple. Um, so even like yeah. the day trips we do, we might just go to the farm that's in town and spend time with the animals, something my kids love, but not, you know, I'm not schlepping to Boston. Um, I'm not putting that pressure on myself to do something so cool that it's going to be stressful for me. Right. Uh, yeah. Just keeping it manageable. Yeah, um, definitely. That is, that's really smart because sometimes those big things, even though they're really fun, mm-hmm. they can also be you know, stuff can happen and then you're stuck in a different city. (laughs) Um, and you, you know, you know, you don't have any, um, well, not that you don't have any support back home, but you don't have that husband support back home. Exactly. Um, You know, um, Shauna Nyquist talks about in a couple of her books and savor. And then I think it's in cold tangerines. Is mm-hmm. the other one, um, and we can put a link to those in the show notes. But she talks about her home team, and that there's certain people that you know that you can rely on. Um, oh, yes, you know. And I'm just wondering: are there? Do you have friends or family or people that, when your husband is gone, that you can rely on if something comes up or if you just need like a minute to breathe? Absolutely. I have, I have some great friends here that I met when my first baby was just an infant through a mother's group and we call them the mom, mom and <laughs> they are fantastic. They're all local. There's a bunch of mom that 
um, whose husbands work a ton. And for the longest time we had the witching hour widows and we would go out to this place and, you know, take our kids to the diner and let them have a blast coloring on placemats. And we would just talk and then go home and put them to bed. realized is that for a long time, I tried to sort of do it on my own when my husband was working a lot or he was gone. And then I remembered, and you know, it's silly. You would think that this would have come to me a lot sooner because when I was growing up, my dad traveled a lot. He was in the Air Force um, Reserve and then he had like a civilian job where he traveled a lot. He was gone sometimes two weeks or more out of the month. So, um, we would always pack up and go to my grandparents' house for his, um, reserve weekends. And sometimes for the longer, um, the longer times too, but always for his reserve weekends. And my family had such a routine in place that I didn't think about it fully until I was much older and I was in that situation myself of having a husband that was, you know, gone. But, you know, my mom was using her resources. Like she was using, not using, you know, in a negative way, mm-hmm. but in a smart way, she was thinking, I've got a parent on my own one weekend a month, every month from now until forever. How am I going to make this work? Well, I can make sure that food becomes a little easier. Mm -hmm. I can make sure we have something to look forward to, you know, going shopping and going to the fancy lunch. And, you know, I can use TV wisely, you know. (laughs) Um, And she made such memories. And it it is. It's wonderful memories. And it's funny. We were all crammed in this little tiny guest room together. But it was great. And um, so now I let my kids we do slumber parties at least one night if my husband's going to be gone for multiple nights and I let them pull their sleeping bags up and sleep in my room or whatever. Oh, um, that's fun. Yeah. And I mean, just like you with the kids with the cereal, you know, it's those things mm-hmm. where you think, I think at the time my mom was probably just surviving, you right. know, just getting through, um, those hard weekends. But now I look back on it so fondly. So I love that surviving but the kids perspective it was fun for them I do something a little bit similar with my three Um, our family has a little and I mean little condo in the mountains um, that I've been going up to since I was six years old and for me it's just a peaceful you know you're surrounded by everything's pretty and it's also small so there's you can clean it in 30 seconds and (laughs) everyone's on top of each other but like in a cozy sort of way so if my husband's going to be working all weekend and the weather isn't great or nobody's around, we have the option. We're very fortunate to be able to go up there. And it's about two and a half hours from here. But then once we get there, it's like a breath of fresh air. And we just, you know, we play games and read books and spend every waking hour outside. And there's no laundry staring at me and there's no cleaning, no to-dos. Um, so I call it fleeing. <laughs> so I'll say, we're going to flee this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I love that though, because um, taking some of the stress out of out of it, because um, I, I was actually going to ask you too, if there's things you've figured out that you don't do when your husband is working or when he's out of town. Like I figured out one year, don't plan the stressful dentist visits in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn that one the hard way. 
<laughs> Are there other things that um, you you just decide I, not to do if he's not around to be your support, your main support person? Yes. I try to just give myself more more space, I think. So I, I'm kind of a laundry Nazi around here. I just like it to be done because it haunts me. I have, I'm trying to love it, but I just don't. And so I'll let it slide. I, you know, it's cleaning. I'll let some of it slide. I just try to focus more on the kids and making, you know, distracting them from him being gone and just making something fun for us and less of the, all the other things, the pressures that I put on myself on a day-to-day basis of things that I should be doing. Yeah. Um, We talked about that a little bit in the first episode, you know, that mm -hmm. figuring out your priorities and what you can let slide. And I definitely think that when you have a spouse that's traveling or, um, you're going through, you know, any kind of really busy season, it's really important to know, what are the things you're okay with not doing? And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't, I'm going to make a confession too. I don't take my kids swimming when my husband is out of town and it's so silly, but I have a little bit of like a water thing anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I used to, well, see now there's, here's the thing. I used to say, I don't take them swimming. Cause, um, like we would go, we go to the nearby, you know, park district pool and it's kind of Mm -hmm. busy and it's just a little stressful for me if I can't be on top of it and be watching them and keeping them in my sight and stuff. But now we've joined the Y too and their pool, at least up until I haven't seen it during the summer yet, but during the school year, very calm and very, it feels very, so I feel like I could take them there, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, you know, I'm just, I've figured out I'm not going to put us in a situation where I know I'm going to be stressed out. Right. Um, if it's stressful for you, then they're, the kids aren't going to enjoy it. I We're similar with um, indoor places because my son gets really, my oldest has sensory processing disorder and he gets really overstimulated. Um, so like a trampoline park sounds fun, but I know that if we were to go there, <laughs> it would take us forever to come down from that and it's stressful for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's why I tend to just, you know, green space, like we'll just go hiking or, um, you, you need to know what's less stressful for you. Well, and we're both big fans of the book, Last Child in the Woods. I love that book. And he talks about in there, the difference between, you know, taking your kids to a trampoline park or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't think, I don't know if he specifically brings up trampoline parks, but, um, I mean, <laughs> no, but the indoor playgrounds, things like that, yeah. where it's just noisier and, he talks and about man-made how that, you know, being out in nature can, is it's just different. So, um, I think nature's great. I think stacks of library books are great. And then, mm-hmm. um, you had said games too, that you guys do games. Oh, we love, we call it a game palooza. So we'll just pull out, everyone picks at least one that they want to play. And we make a huge stack on our kitchen Island and we rotate through and we oh, see how many. It. Yeah. And sometimes Perfect. we'll do a bucket list. We do it for seasons too, but if my husband's going to be gone or if we're fleeing and we're going up North, we'll make a bucket list of things we're going to do. That will be fun. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I mean, the last yeah. one, the place is on a teeny golf course and you know, people lose their balls everywhere. So they wanted to see how many balls can we collect. And it's just, you know, the simple things that are fun for kids.
we've rediscovered board games lately in our family, like in a huge way, because um, we started playing Timeline. Which I just got. Thank you. Oh, I love Timeline. And then someone recommended Cardline Animals, which is by the same company, but you can do, um, it's animals and you can play either based on their lifespan or their weight or their size. No way. And it is fantastic. We have played it nonstop since it came this week. And so I was going to ask you though, um, because... This is going to sound bad too, but there there are some games that I really, really love playing with my kids. And then there's some games that are kind of stressful and, um, like, okay. The game blink, I will play that anytime, all day, Mm -hmm. all the time. But, um, we have, oh gosh, with Munchkin. Do you guys know about Munchkin? I do. And we've never been, we actually own it and I've never been able to successfully play it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I am not going to pull that one out. I don't think when I'm trying to focus on good things, I'm going to pull out timeline that we all love or blink or, um, for us it's monopoly. We cannot monopoly. We cannot do monopoly. And myself personally, I see a lot of value in battleship. (laughs) It might be because it was the only game my brothers would play with me growing up, but I just, I can't. I'd rather you play it by yourself. I see the educational value, but I just, I, it's so boring to me. Yeah. I, play, I reach my max. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and so there's, yeah, there's games that are like on the good list. So what are your favorites that you can play and not oh, feel like? Oh, it's hard for me to pick favorites. You're losing um, your soul. <laughs> this is like picking favorite books for me. It's hard. Um Right now, my oldest and I are really enjoying Prime Climb, which is a math game. It was a Kickstarter a couple of years ago, and it's fantastic. Um, he and I like, see, I have different game dynamics in my house because my daughter, um, and partially it's because we have competitive people in our house and non-competitive people, the yeah. males and the females generally <laughs> to make a gross, uh, generalization, but, um, she likes the non-competitive games. So anything by, um... Oh, I'm blanking on the name of the company, but yeah, uh, Peaceful Kingdom. Okay, yeah, anything yeah. or Peaceable Kingdom, anything by them we I know love. What you're so Hoot about. Hoot Owl, Mermaid. Um, there's another one, like Race the, to the Treasure. Are those like she, cooperative games? They're cooperative games, yes. and she loves okay. those. Yeah, um, Richard Scarry's Busy Town game. That's another cooperative one. They really like those. Um, they love, there's a scavenger hunt game that we've recently discovered that we got at a thrift store. And the, I think it's just called scavenger hunt. And they run through the house to try to find objects. And you, you, you're not racing for a specific object. It's just a, you know, kind of a category, find a food. So everyone can find something successfully and one person isn't beating the other. Um, I love that. I'm writing that one down yeah. right now. Yeah, we went it's through really a big cooperative games stretch, um, and it, it it helps so much because it just cuts down on that. You know, I don't yeah. want to play anymore because I'm not winning this round. Right. Or whatever. My daughter always says, "Is this a winning game?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we love. I, I can't think of what the company is either, but we can link to all these in the show notes. But mm-hmm. there's um, Max and Snowstorm. No, I don't know. And um, there's like a mystery one. And um, there's like a, I think it's called Harvest Time. Oh, I'm going to have to check these Yeah, out. I'll, I'll send you a link and then I'll put a link in the show notes too. But um, 
yeah, they're really, really fun and they're all about helping each other and getting everybody, you know, the, in Max, for instance, it's about saving all these little animals from Max, who's a like tomcat who's trying to, you know, and you can, instead of him chasing after the mouse, you can give him a piece of cheese or whatever okay. to distract him. So Max still gets to eat, but the mouse gets to live another day. And we've played those for years and years and years. So those are nice. And those would definitely help, I think, with, um, you know, making games non-stressful. <laughs> right. We also like to play games um, when we're eating. So over meals. So mm -hmm. there's a bunch of dinner games that are really fun. I know beginner dinner games is a favorite where they have you do goofy things and make silly noises and balance a spoon on your nose and things like that. It, it uh, lightens up the mood. And also... Um, like time, I was glad you recommended Timeline because that's a perfect one to play while eating. It we, is. It's yeah. great. And you're yeah. learning too. Any sort of, my kids love trivia. So any mm -hmm. of the Professor Noggins yes. games. Oh yeah, we have a bunch of those. We have the birds one and we have presidents. Mm -hmm. And yeah, those are terrific. Or story cubes. They love those mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And um, you know, my daughter and I have been playing while we make lunch or, you know, stuff lately is headbands. Oh, that's such a fun one. And, and it's so funny because I, I love it because you can literally be like cleaning the house and still playing the game, you know, because all you have to do is wear this headband and you can't see it. And as long as you're not cleaning the mirrors, you're not cheating. And so we'll play that one. Um, you know, so, sometimes that's a great my, idea. my daughter's like, mom, can you play a game with me? And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is not a great the time for time. me to try to, you know, I'm like stirring risotto and trying to like chop mm -hmm. carrots and she's like, can you play a game? And I'm like, ah, uh, headbands. So that's yeah. a great idea. I love that. All right. So games definitely are one way to just kind of bring fun to times when it could otherwise be stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we've, we've talked a lot about like, you know, when dad's out of town or whatever, but sometimes it's just really long days yes. and, you know, kind of trying to cope through that. And, um, I think a lot of us have that and, you know, I, I think I used to put a lot more pressure on myself. Um, and I've learned that if I know my husband's going to be gone, I just need to just be kind to myself and, yes, you know, treat myself like I would treat a friend. <laughs> oh, that's a great way to put it. Well, because yeah. I think when you first have children, you're thinking about all the things you need to balance because you have these new, you know, there's laundry and, you know, when you, you know, laundry and meals and cleaning and cooking and um, then you add homeschooling to it. It's just another thing to balance. And I don't think you, I don't think you can do any of them. I don't think you can do all of them. Well, I think you have to grant yourself that there's going to be things that you're better at, especially when you're the only adult there for 12 hours that, you know, today might just be a day where we're just reading books and that's fine. That's okay. And we're not going to do the laundry or change the sheets or any of the things you would like to do. For sure. But treating yourself like a friend, I like that. Yeah, I I don't remember where, I, I read that somewhere, you know, once upon a time, and it just really resonated with me because I can, I can put a lot of, like, pressure on myself and kind of, 
really beat myself up mentally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I'm not careful, like, oh my gosh, I got nothing done today. Um, and so I think to myself, like, I would never, ever talk to my friend like that. I would never, if her husband was gone and I walked into her kitchen and there were dishes piled up in the sink and, you know. You would think, of course there are. When we talk about like a home team or whatever, if there's people you can call, I'm finding that we just had a thing come up last week where we had to rush our dog to the vet and I sent out a text message to my home team members, you Mm -hmm. know, and it just said, help We've got a problem with our dog. We need somebody to take the kids because we don't know where this is going type of thing. Mm -hmm. And within minutes, I had people bring them over here. Do you want me to come get them? Do you want? So when we feel like we don't ask for help enough. No, we don't. And when we feel like everything is on us because we're on our own. I mean, that's because it it is. But it it only is if we, you know, aren't asking Mm-hmm. for help and putting it out there that, you know, um, this is a time when we could really use a little backup or whatever. That's the village. You can also plan, um, we did a really fun and it was really inexpensive. I just emptied out after the winter, our, ga- our, um, art cabinet is a mess. So everything is all, you know, paints are almost empty and, you know, the beads are mixed in with this. And I just took everything out to our patio and I went to Michael's and bought those little wooden birdhouses for a dollar for the kids coming over. And they used up all our extra stuff that was all a mess and made fairy houses. And they were outside and they had a blast and it probably cost me $8 and they had so much fun. So I think it's just thinking of what can I do that's going to kill some time that will be special but yeah. also not stressful for me because that mm-hmm. situation in the art cabinet was something I needed to deal with <laughs> yeah that's so now I know of, which paints are empty <laughs> yeah no that's great though and um it's funny how when you pull things out of the art cabinet all of a sudden they become super appealing again mm-hmm. just like when you invite people over just like you know when you let your kids eat cereal in front of the tv <laughs> yes <laughs> Or have a sleepover. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So any other um, resources for Teresa? Thoughts, advice, or virtual hugs that we can send her? (laughs) Definitely virtual hugs that you're not alone. There's a whole bunch of us out there that know exactly how you're feeling. And just be kind to yourself and treat yourself like you treat your friend. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And make it easy. Um, Mm -hmm. it's great to plan things, but not if they're going to be stressful things. No. Um, I mean, I'm sure that you could go on Pinterest right now and come up with, (laughs) you know, fun ideas and bucket list things and everything. But I, I don't know. Sometimes I look at those things and I think, are there real people doing, (laughs) (laughs) doing are they just trying to drive us crazy? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so pick the ones that sound manageable, you know? Yeah, just keep it simple. And the ones that like, seem fun to you, too. Our friend Shauna from Not the Former Things will talk about um, putting in an audiobook and driving around eating ice cream. Yes. And it's like... Perfect. That's perfect. And you could kill at least an hour doing that. And you know where and your kids are. 
<laughs> They're not at the swimming pool. They're contained. Yes. <laughs> They're not at the swimming pool. You don't have to be stressed. You know where, where they are. You can pick a good audiobook. Um, do you have a favorite audiobook that you guys have listened to together? Oh my goodness. I have so many, but I love um, one that I can listen to time and time again is the Winnie the Pooh collection, the original yes. unabridged. I love that. I love the Roll Doll one. Yeah, we um, have that one too. I love James Harriet. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I can yeah, listen. You're, <laughs> you're naming I, those our, stories never get old. Yeah, for you're me. naming the ones that we own. Um, Andrew Potter. Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. House on the Prairie. Oh my goodness. Um, Cherry Jones. Those are so good. I mean, who who doesn't like ice cream or you know a treat from the bakery or whatever? You know, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that used to happen to me when my husband would travel. Um, and I, I didn't know that there was a word for it at the time. And then I found out there was a word for it later is I would become hypervigilant yes. and you're a psychologist. So you know what that means, right? Where, yes. And I've experienced it. Yes. <laughs> you're just on alert all the time. Mm-hmm. And so like you, you have can't trouble let your guard down. Yeah. And so you have trouble sleeping mm-hmm. and you have trouble, yeah, relaxing into anything and you just kind of feel worried. And, um, so I'm thinking that that tip from Shauna might be really good to just have, the kids in the car because you know where they are, you know, right. you're not like, so if you feel yourself getting hyper vigilant, you know, too worried about managing everything, that might be a, mm-hmm. that might be a good one. Not the swimming pool. <laughs> no, no. If it's going to stress you out, do not do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So some of the books we talked about last time would be really helpful too. We mentioned Mitten Strings for God this time and, um, before, um, in episode one, we talked about fringe hours, mm-hmm. which is about just making time for yourself too. So that might give you some ideas for like little treats you can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and last child in with. the woods was yes. another one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then simplicity parenting too. one of our favorites. That one has, um, some good suggestions <laughs> for just keeping it simple. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, during, um, if you have like a, several day stretch when dad's out of town or whatever. Um, you know, it can be tempting to really try to pack it full of like all the big fabulous things. And, um, the author, Kim John Payne, he does talk about how sometimes it can be too much of a good thing. So to schedule right. some downtime in there too. So slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find links to all those books and all the resources we talked about today, including all of the awesome cooperative games and all the game ideas and ideas for audiobooks and everything that we talked about in our show notes for this episode, which will be at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And thanks so much to Teresa for a great question that got us talking today. Yes, and thank you, Teresa. Yeah, and it's been good talking with you, Kate. It's been great talking to you, Kara. Okay, have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our website, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there too, and you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also really love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It will help us to connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you got this, sister.